Hello and welcome to this episode of The Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Hello, welcome to the British Canoeing Coaching Podcast. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the England Talent Programme. Today's podcast is all about nutrition of an athlete. In this podcast episode, we get first-hand experience of the nutrition of a senior athlete, where we'll understand their daily nutrition habits, nutritional strategies for training and racing, and their experience of making nutrition work for them in training and competition. My name is Daniel Thompson, and I'm the Talent Operations Coordinator for British Canoeing. Joining myself with discussions on this topic area today is Lewis Fletcher, Lewis is a senior canoe swim athlete on our world-class programme, where he's been part of the senior team for the past seven years. Hi, Lewis. Daniel. Yeah, great to have you with us. Um, I'm looking forward to chatting all about all things nutrition with you today. So the England Talent Programme have delivered a number of nutrition webinars, which can be found on the Talent Parent Programme webpage in the webinars and video resources section of the British Canoeing website. So I encourage all listeners to also take a look at the resources on that webpage as well. So um, in those previous nutrition webinars, um, we discussed the key macro nutrients that should be consumed, their role and what a healthy diet should consist of. But for yourself, Lewis, as a senior athlete, I'm keen to learn what your daily nutrition looks like during a typical day and, and week. Um, yeah, so my daily typical nutrition is um i try to keep it the same every day really and um, for me consistency on on what i eat just makes it makes things easy for me um so i typically would first thing in the morning i get up i i always blend the shake and it's just something for me it works um i typically struggle to eat something quite heavy in the morning especially before a training session so i'll blend um just in a neutral bit just kind of a, a blender uh, i'll blend some oats and some protein powder and with just, just some water um and i'll just drink that that's that's something that's really nice and easy for me to drink um and it's good carbs good protein source nice and easy uh, it's quick as well that and a coffee um, probably can't leave the house without a coffee in hand at least um after training um i'll go home or i head up to up to work so if I'm at work, I'll have something again, pretty simple to make um, and, and, and take with me. So that'd probably be a yogurt and a bit of granola, a bit of honey as well. Um, if I'm at home, I'll get to eat some eggs. Um, so I look forward to the days I get home and I can make some some hot eggs, mm-hmm. um, whether that's scrambled or, or whatever, but typically getting a bit of bit protein in there, a bit more protein. Again, depending on the time of year and depending on the session, I might add a bit more carbs in that with, with maybe some some banana or um, uh, toast and maybe even some more oats. Um, so that's kind of, I split my breakfast into two. Yeah. Um, just because of the, I have to feel before the session, but also again after the session. So, but that's always before 11 o'clock. So I've eaten twice already. For lunch, again, depends on, on when training is, depending if I've got a middle of the day session or not. And when the afternoon session is, I'll typically have one to two lunches um either one bigger lunch or two smaller lunches depending on again when the day my sessions are but um if i've got two lunches i'll pretty much split the same lunch into 
the two. But that would consist of pasta bolognese or um, so a good a good meat source for me. And uh, so whether that's chicken, beef, um, those are the two typical ones. So sometimes fish, if I, if I can cook it at home, I don't want to batch cook or fish. And, and then again, same with, with carb sources will just be typical pasta, rice or, or potato. Um, I quite like my rice cooker at home. Um, so I'll, I'll have lots of, I eat a lot of rice just because the rice cooker is so, so convenient for me. Again, convenience is, is such an important thing for me. Um, uh, and again, some veggies. So yeah, I'll go training and then I pretty much probably have almost a, an identical meal um, after training as dinner. Um, that's pretty standard for me. Um, I batch cook, so I've probably got three meals on rotation at any one go, um, any one time. So yeah, I'll typically, I might even have the same thing that I have for lunch. It doesn't really bother me. Again, the same, same sort of thing, good protein source, beef, uh, chicken, fish, and uh, um, even turkey as well. Um, and then, yeah, again, good carbs source, rice, pasta, uh, potatoes, and veggies again. So it's, it's pretty pretty standard, pretty similar for me every day. And then before bed, depending on, on again, where we're at with, with training, whether it's in a particularly heavy block, I might afford myself something kind of less healthy, um, or I might just keep to, um, to kind of, a bit kind of leaner sources whether that's um if i've already had eggs in the day and i haven't had yogurt i'll have the yogurt and if i've already had yogurt i probably go to eggs so but if yeah if if i'm feeling kind of like i need something a bit nicer i might have yeah, it's yeah just, some, something else something something maybe not so healthy mix it up a little bit yeah um yeah there's some really good points there that you mentioned um we're going to talk a little bit around when you've got heavier training blocks and stuff in this podcast episode but the couple of points that you mentioned there are key ones around that having that good protein source and carbohydrate source is crucial to, you know, to help you refuel, recover um, for mus- uh, the wear and tear from your muscles and, and obviously gaining that energy that you need for, for the rest of the day for, for your other sessions. Um, a really good point you mentioned was around batch cooking. Um, is that something that you, you try to regularly do and to help yourself out so that you're able to have you know, those meals ready and available um, for yourself? Yeah, without, without batch cooking, I would be a bit lost, really. I, would be, I wouldn't get all the meals in that I need to get in. Yeah. Um, doing what I do, I have to eat quite a lot. So if I didn't batch cook, I'd be spending so much time in the kitchen cooking stuff fresh and it just it, it's time i just don't have in the day that time can be better spent relaxing and doing work and getting on with other stuff in my life that just to make training easier really by batch cooking you do it once yeah it's a bigger it's a bit of a bigger job but you're doing that I, I, i'll pretty much i'll get my shop in for the week um and i'll spend an evening cooking um I'm trying to think now how many meals it'd be, probably about 30 meals. Um, yeah, it's a lot, or, yeah, or even more, to be honest, um, depending on on how many meals I decide to cook that week. Um, but yeah, I'll typically have three meals on rotation and then I'll dot in throughout the week some meals that, that aren't batch cooked, like I said, my fish and stuff, that meals that I want to get that are just have a bit more taste because batch cooking isn't the, the most flavoursome. Um, you can make them taste good, but eventually, once they're four, 
five days old, they, they start to kind of, especially fajitas, the, all your peppers and onions start to go a bit, bit soggy. And it's not yeah, so nice, it, but yeah. for sure, batch cooking is, just makes things so much easier and, and so much more convenient. And when things are easy and convenient, those simple habits of, of getting the right fuel in become so much easier. It's so much easier to whack like a fajita and rice bowl in the microwave and blast that for two minutes than it is to even even go into the cupboard and just make some toast. Like, yeah, even just having some toast, it's easier than that. Um, and it's actually, it fills you up better, it feels better, you feel far, far better than, than what you can otherwise. You mentioned around, you know, batch cooking and that, how that's helped. That seems like you, you know, you've perfected that over the years and actually kind of um, want to now take you to the time when you were, you know, a junior athlete and what were your nutrition habits like when you were a junior and how have you managed to perfect your nutrition habits over the years? I really struggled as a junior. Um, just eating enough. Um, I remember I was always at um, the canteen at school getting baguettes and, and all sorts. Um, <laughs> a bit like me, yeah. I was, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really difficult for me. Um, I was always pretty skinny as a kid. Um, never never seemed to eat enough um i think that's that's just my own personal experience but certainly um i enjoy this the, the transition maybe i definitely relied on my parents as a when i was kind of 15 16 years old but yeah having having that ability to 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 eat good proper nutritional foods um can make such a huge difference when I come home. When I, I know my mum, when I came home from school, um, she'd have snacks ready and stuff for us um, quite a lot. Um, it was always very difficult going straight from school, straight to training. Mm. Um, that was probably something if I went back and, and looked at that when we were having um, just like a milkshake and, and kind of in a, a, like a granola bar. And I know now that that, that after school just isn't enough. Um, and that was why, that was one of the areas that I was probably struggling in a lot. Of getting enough food in and that was if i could i know it's not it's not maybe the most practical to have a full meal before i go training if i'm going straight from the school gate straight to straight to my boat that's 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 kind of that's quite difficult um but if there is an option to get a proper meal in before you go training that's that's probably the, the best thing i think from when i moved out of home um that was when my actual learning process of of how to feel really started and i think that was a learning process that's taken five six years to actually to get nailed down it's not been it's been i wouldn't say difficult but it just it's a process that takes time and experience counts for a lot um and certainly learning the the, the values of conveniences uh, of batch cooking and things like that makes makes a huge huge difference and just being focused and i think um yeah a couple of the points that you mentioned really important i think um and, and sharing your experiences as a junior athlete you know um, going and um, it's always really difficult as a youngster got school in the daytime and then almost training straight after school and and it's always that difficult to try to get that new that meal in as you said depending on what when training is and um, that's potentially not possible and a couple of 
in points that you mentioned, even just having this that shape just is going to help you um, yeah. just get a bit of fuel in prior to training um, so that you can then have some energy for training to then be able to have that bigger meal afterwards. Um, I'm keen to now dive into a little bit around nutrition strategies. You kind of touched a little bit on it at the beginning and generally how important is it to ensure that you're eating the correct things before training but also during competitions as well? Um, so I look at, certainly for, for training, I, I look at, again it sounds really boring, but consistency across the day. Um, I don't, I think there's some um, nutritional studies out there that, that talk about how you need to get so much protein or so much carbohydrates in post-session or post-gym session or, or stuff like this. I don't look at it like that. You're, um, if your body effectively is saturated and always topped up with those levels of protein and carbohydrates um, and also the micronutrients as well, you shouldn't be having to load um, around sessions especially if you're just trying to maintain um a good body composition if you're trying to change comp body composition um, i.e gain muscle um or, or lose fat then then uh, nutrition timings can can come into it quite a bit but um when i'm just trying to stay consistent fueling just becomes a consistent thing even if i'm trying to put on muscle consistency of of um macronutrients i.e proteins and carbohydrates the the consistency of just having those levels topped up is is far more important than than actually looking into okay can I put a little bit more protein in here or there um that I'd say is 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 more important um certainly if that when when times are appropriate I would think about maybe putting a little bit more uh, fast release carbohydrates in before a session or more towards um before I go to bed thinking about okay I probably don't need, um, certainly not fast, uh, release carbohydrates before I go to bed. Um, Some sort of duty to talk about that. Something about, again, with before I go to bed, typical proteins, I don't need a lot of carbs, so it would be eggs, yogurt, um, maybe even a protein shake if I'm feeling lazy or anything like that. Um, and then before, before training, um, I would typically look at having a long solar release carbohydrate probably a, a couple hours out, one, one and a half to two hours out from before training. Um, and then if I'm feeling like I need a little bit of something in my stomach before training, I'll maybe have a banana or something or, or something small, but with fast release carbohydrates. So banana, even um, some toast or, or um, some sort of even dessert, to be honest, um, if, if, if I'm feeling that that's that's okay it sounds like yeah as you kind of mentioned at the beginning there you know consistency use that yeah. word consistency and i think that that's definitely coming across in in terms of what you mentioned there around um you try not to think about it too much and and have you got a good sort of nutrition base of knowledge there and you kind of consistently do the same things each day and, and not really think too much around it um another thing not to try not to overcomplicate. yeah um you can overcomplicate things by thinking, oh, I need to eat this before, I need to eat this after. And, and actually, it does matter, but to, really not to the extent that people make out. If you're comfortable on the water and you're not having stomach ache because mm -hmm. you've just had a pizza a half hour before, like as if that that 
if you're comfortable in the water and you're not sitting there going, I feel ill or I've got a stomach full or, or even oh, I don't feel like I've got enough energy. If you don't feel like you've got enough energy before the session, well, you've probably just not eaten enough before the session. Yeah. Whether that's um, maybe think about if it's before the session, well, okay, maybe I need to eat a little more carbohydrates. Maybe I need to have a bit more rice with the, with the meal I had before I go training. Um, don't overcomplicate it by thinking, oh, I need to eat something different. It's maybe not that you're eating anything wrong. It's actually just maybe you need to eat a little bit more of something. So, yeah, I wouldn't be overcomplicating things like that. When it comes to racing, again, it becomes that it comes down to what, what I feel comfortable eating. Um, I try not to overcomplicate it. I, I tend to actually stick to things I normally eat. Um, I'll maybe forget about protein sources for the day because really the body is not using it because we're not recovering in that time. The body is really just seeking carbohydrates. So I would maybe ditch eggs at breakfast. I would maybe ditch um, any protein shakes or, or anything like that. Um, but eating something that I'm used to eating. If I went and decided, okay, I'm gonna eat um, uh, a bowl of custard when for racing, when actually, when was the last time I ate custard? At least two yeah. months ago, like my, I'm not, I'm not, I'm quite sure my body would be fine with it, but it's something that you're adding, you're introducing to your body that your body isn't used to, to processing. So again, um, I would just stick to the, all the same carbohydrate sources I would normally eat. Um, I go through a lot of bananas on race day. Um, I do use kind of isotonic energy gels that you get, um, but that is just purely as a top up, um, as a, a thing that I use as a strategy of, do I have, um the ability to to digest that in the time between yeah. races so if i've got a really short gap between races i know having a full meal like a feedable rice kind of thing is gonna that's gonna sit far too heavy in my stomach yeah so actually a banana and a gel works far far better um and i can postpone that meal till later around racing it's just about what feels right and having lots and lots of options. If you've got all the options available to you, you can pick and choose and say, right, that this is, uh, that's not appropriate right, right now, but that is, I can have that later. Um, don't be so strict on yourself and I have to eat this here and I have to eat this there. If you've got all your options laid out in front of you, you can pick and choose what feels right at the time because you can try and um, predict, oh, I'll have this meal here, but the amount of times I've done that and gone, I think I'll have this meal here and I get to that meal and I'm nervous or, um, um, or I've been sick because I've been out, I've just finished the 500 or something like this and, and I'm just not wanting that food. But actually, do you know what? Um, a squares bar and a, a Mars bar and a banana and a, and a gel, it might not sound the best, but actually it's what I'm needing at that point in time just to, to then where I can actually feel properly. So the more options I have there, the, the easier race day becomes for me. That's, yeah, for race day, it's just having options uh, and making sure you're comfortable and, and feeling okay. That, that it's about getting to the end of race weekend, really. This is yeah. a couple of, couple of really great points that you mentioned there. But the first point that um, resonated well with me was around not changing anything from your daily nutrition habits. And um, I think that's really important um, to make sure that 
you're, you're having those regular foods and drinks that you generally do have on a daily basis because as you said yeah your, your stomach is not going to it's not going to like something that's a bit different um and um another point that you mentioned around sort of gels and you mentioned a little bit around supplements um which canoeing we take a food first approach with athletes um making sure that they're having the right nutrition um, nutrition elements from food groups and do you generally use many supplements yourself or not i do um but same thing with i don't overcomplicate it i uh, certainly if I could go back in time to a younger Lewis, I'd tell him to forget about it because it, I, I thought it was something I needed to use and uh, and actually it just stressed me out trying to use all sorts of beta-alanine and creatine and caffeine and all this sort of stuff that actually it just stressed me out because I'm having, having to always make sure I'm having that on time and having this on time and like it's it's really it doesn't make that big of a difference um, and actually being consistent with your food is the thing that's um that's, that's helped me most with my training so certainly i used to think that in order to, to put on muscle mass that i had to be using a protein powder because that was um that's what all the adverts now you see yeah and the, the it's, not, it's just yeah. not true um if i gave if i put in front of you on the table um a protein powder or a piece of chicken breast the chicken breast has got a higher value of protein um where actually your body can utilize that far far better so food is always number one so the supplements they they help and for example myself when i'm struggling to eat in the mornings but before my sessions a protein powder is is perfect for me because and i i'm blending that with some oats just because that is what I am used to now, and that is one of the only things that I can really stomach mm-hmm. early, early in the morning. That's where supplements can be really useful. Um, but I don't live my life on protein shakes. Um, it'd be easy if I could, um, but it's certainly not the not the the best. If if you could, if I could eat a full meal. Um, early morning that's that's what I would be choosing I just know that for me it, it just doesn't sit well in my stomach um, and it's an easy way to get that first meal in the of the day in to then I can then from then on move on throughout the day but I do try and limit the amount of proteins uh, like supplements I use yeah and then um, got a final point on that you know if you do if someone does decide to make that decision to to take um supplements or use supplements part of the daily routine um that's something that you need to make sure you you you're checking again against with informed sports and um, to just check whether those products are eligible and, and you're able to take them is that something that you do yeah um, I, I couldn't be more diligent on on stuff like checking informed sport batch um batch numbers and stuff the amount of supplements that even say that they are informed sport but if you don't check the batch number that um that batch number might not have actually been checked um so it's really important you actually check that batch code and check on the informed sport website that it is checked even stuff down to it sounds silly but as soon as on um in the stores in the supermarket it's something in like for example an aldi you get um like these protein 
dessert pudding things. So they're like a, a mousse, but they say it's got 20 grams of protein in it. Mm-hmm. My first thought is, well, where where is that 20 grams of protein coming from? So when you read on this on the label, it says um, uh, milk proteins. That is effectively whey protein. That's, yeah, that's what that is. Um, my my where my head goes with that is where is that whey protein coming from? Is that whey protein coming from an informed sport batch tested company that is that's but that's how they're putting so I don't know whether that has got potentially banned substances, traces of banned substances in that um in that product. In that product. Mm-hmm. Even though it's still on the shelf in Aldi, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily safe to use. So given that I get tested um as often as I get tested it's really just not not worth the risk for me yeah as nice as those products are and it's it's a little bit of a cheat and a little bit of a life hack I just don't use them because it's not worth the risk to me yeah absolutely and um I think um yeah we could talk around this this topic area for you know um, quite a while actually I know that we have done some previous webinars and and podcasts on, on clean sport in the in the topic of clean sport so yeah if you do want to find out a bit more information about that particular topic and supplements and, and uh, informed sport then um, I definitely recommend you take a listen to um, our um, clean sport podcast episode. Um, we talked a little bit about food and how you've used nutrition on a daily basis but um, hydration is equally as important and it's also really crucial that athletes uh, don't forget that and that's something definitely younger athletes tend to forget about that. Um, what are your, your top tips around hydration? Um, hydration is actually something I'm probably, that's the poorest area of nutrition for me. It's, it's always the one that is forgotten because you, you're thinking to yourself, well, um, I need to put on muscle mass, right? I need to eat protein, right? I need to be fueled for the session, right? I need to have carbohydrates, but they're very obvious ones where actually hydration does get lost in that. Um, so I think of it as when I'm eating meals, I have, I, I will always have a drink there and I will always make sure I finish that drink. So mm-hmm. like, like a big pint glass. Um, and actually that just makes food go down easier when you're eating as much as I do. The food becomes a bit frustrating sometimes to eat mm. all the food that I have to eat. Um, sometimes I wish I didn't have to eat as much food as I do. Um, but certainly having a, a, um, a large drink um, with meals and with, like water is obviously the best, but if if it makes it easier, a little squash does does make things easier with drinking. If, if you're the sort of person, I know a lot of people just really aren't bothered by water um, and they just don't like drinking water, add some squash in. Mm-hmm. It's better than not drinking at all. Um, certainly I do that from time to time. During the session, I can't go out um, out on the water without a bottle of water. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's a really good habit to get into is always having in the boat a bottle of water. Even if it's a small bottle and even if you don't get through it, have it there because if it's there you're more likely to drink it and um, more likely to, to, to use that water to, to hydrate yourself if it's not there you obviously can't can't do that um so between those two things always having some form of hydration with your meal 
and then always having hydration with you out on the boat or in the gym or, or wherever you are. Um, other than that, it's, it, it's how else can you remind yourself to drink? Um, so if you're at school, again, take a bottle of water with you. I'm quite sure your teachers aren't going to be upset that you're drinking bottles of water. And if they are, probably send them my way. Tell them differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also, the, and another thing is potentially, you know, when you go to the toilet and just seeing the colour of the urine, um, I know um, for that, you can kind of identify whether you're, you know, you, de- you feel like you're dehydrated or, or you need to get more hydration in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, as you said, um, something that um, I think he, he gets forgotten about, um, but is, is still a really crucial aspect of but when you think about nutrition, hydration should, should come in hand in hand with that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to draw this podcast episode to a close very shortly, but um, got to my final question for yourself. What would your top tip for, for parents, coaches and athletes be around providing nutrition? for yeah, a talent program athlete? Uh, keep it simple um, uh, and don't overcomplicate it. So again, with um, with batch cooking it, that just keeps things simple. It's really easy to do, um, or rather it's, it, doing it initially is maybe a bit of a bit frustrating and it takes a bit of time, but actually once it's done, you've got a whole bunch of meals in the fridge that you can just pull out and throw in the microwave so making things easy for yourself um, is such a, an importance um, when things are easy those habits are done far easier um, yeah so making things convenient for yourself and, and not over complicating things so again not like I said earlier about um, the young me thinking that I needed all these supplements in order to perform I've spent um, the, the best periods of my nutrition where I've been performing my absolute best has actually been when I've been using the least amount of supplements. Yeah. Um, overcomplicating it, thinking I need this, that, and the next thing. A good ex- an example is um, when it came to race day, I had a, a race day protocol I had to have all these supplements. If I missed one of those supplements or forgot about one of those supplements, it would stress me out and I'd be thinking, well, now I'm not going to perform. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, it made no difference. Taking that away. Yeah. That, taking that away and then not even got to think about, I've got to take this caffeine gel at this time and all the rest of it. It allowed me to focus on what I was there to do. I'm not there to focus on what nutrition to take. I'm there to focus on racing mm-hmm. and doing the uh, putting out the best race I can. Um, stripping all that back and, and not bothering with that. Keep things simple when it comes to nutrition. Don't overcomplicate it by looking at lots of different supplements. Get your basics right of of um, of your food stuff, your macronutrients, your micronutrients, i.e., your carbs and proteins and your fats, um, and obviously your your um, your veggies, veggie stuff like your, your vitamins and minerals. Um, get that nailed and get your hydration nailed. And actually, that's ninety nine point nine percent of it. And don't let anyone else tell you that. Oh, supplements are a big thing because they're just not. If you get if you get those basics nailed, there's um, I know plenty of athletes that, that don't bother with supplements, and actually, they are as successful, if not more successful, than than, mm-hmm. than anyone else. So it's don't get drawn into that thing of supplements are the be all and end all. So yeah, keep it simple um, and make things easy for yourself.
Yeah, that's an excellent final tip um, to end on. Uh, so th thank you, Lewis. Um, and uh, thank you um, for joining on today's podcast episode. It's been great to have you um, with us. I know that I'm, I'm myself being quite peckish now, actually, talking about food and everything. So, um, yeah, after this uh, episode podcast, I'm going to um, get something to eat. Um, so as, as I mentioned earlier, um, I encourage all listeners to watch any of the previous nutrition webinars delivered by the England Talent Programme. This can be found on the Talent Parent Programme webpage in the webinars and video resources section on the British Canoe website. This podcast is available on the British Canoe Awarding Body page and also on our Talent Parent Programme webpage on the podcast section of the British Canoe website. It's also available to listen to on Spotify, Podbean or Apple podcast channels. Just follow our podcast name, British Canoeing Coaching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.